Hey everybody, we back again. We back. I'm Spencer, and of course we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Hello, Dr. Nas. How y'all doing? Terrible. All right, here we go. This is the Different Spectrum Podcast, where we talk about movie shows and the mental health aspects that surround them. Uh, we also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. It's up to you. There you go. Uh, also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, also, go check out Bub's Naturals and Cure Hydration, both partners of this show. You can go on bubsnaturals.com or curehydration.com and get 20% off your entire order if you use the code DSP20. That's DSP20. Different Spectrum Store. DSP20. And then also don't forget to check out our merch. We have a lot of it, a lot of cool stuff on there. I ordered some and I'm going to be wearing it on the show whenever I can. So I was thinking about making a shirt today at the gym that just says therapist yeah. on the back. Just like like, like secure like security, but this one just says therapist. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good idea. Just slap a logo on it. Done. Therapist and then little little different spectrum pod in the corner. We're good. There you go. That's all you need. See, look at that. We make up things on the fly. On the fly. <laughs> all right. So today we're gonna to be taking a look at Gollum from uh the two towers in lord of the rings yes yes sir yes but we're going to be taking a deep dive into Gollum slash smeagol 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 <laughs> smeagol um so some topics that we're going to be covering today um we're going to be talking about metaphors for intrusive thoughts um dual personality good versus bad um all yep. that fun stuff Maybe with slight schizophrenia, maybe. Who knows, really? Yeah. Everyone, uh, he was you in know, a cave for a long time. Make some fun. He <laughs> <laughs> gives him a little spice. <laughs> Just a little spiciness. You know? Yeah. Like, ooh, is he going to bite my finger off? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm nervous about this date with Gollum. Oh, mm. my God. The way he eats fish. Oh, my God. If someone ever ate like that in front of me. That one scene, the very first scene from movie three, Jesus. Yeah, he's a character. He's a, he's a character. Um, so we're going to be diving into that. Uh, Nas, anything before we get into the clip? Uh, yeah, I'm just excited that I finally watched Lord of the Rings and I've seen all three of those. Finally got to The Hobbit. And I thought this scene with Smeagol fighting uh, all this craziness is something really good we can use as a really good metaphor uh, and a teaching moment. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that we'll chop up in some reels too, obviously, because, right, I mean, it's like 30 hours of movies. Um, yeah, it's intense. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. So, obviously, everyone, keep clicking on that link tree. Go get your free resources, apps, worksheets, coloring, whatever you want. It is on there. Uh, if you feel so... Uh, so so helpful some loving the donation help out um other than that let's get into the pod let's check it out um last thing is it's been really fun getting all these guests to come in we got a bunch more coming through the month of june 
and more coming in July. So stay stay tuned for that, folks. Stay tuned for that. All, All right. right. Let's let's have some fun. Whoop whoop. Hey everyone, before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. I just ordered their apple cider and vinegar gummies, and I'm excited to try them. If you are looking for a high-quality, all-natural health and wellness product, Bub's Naturals is a great option. The company offers a wide variety of items that are designed to improve overall health and well-being. So go check them out, and remember to use our code DSP20 when you check out. And with that, let's get into the show. him to go away. And away he goes, precious. Gone, gone, gone! Smiggles! Alright, hey everybody, we're back again. We're back, and we're live. We're live, we're, we're live, and we're back as far as my hairline. So we're back as far as my hairline, but we're live like the sides of my hair, not the front. For those of you on the podcast side, he is bald. <laughs> You gave it away. <laughs> I had a client 
we were talking about uh real quick we were talking we were talking about them dating and they said all the men are bald these days and i was you said yeah this is what happens you're getting older right you're, you're old you're in the 40s now uh okay. so they're gonna be bald and they, they say it's a testosterone thing uh because we got more testosterone unless we go bald or whatever i heard that i don't know if that's true um mm-hmm. and she said no it's just your hair you know it's because you keep getting taller your hair can't keep up to you i said oh that makes sense that's why it's all on my back I told the client that, and she's like, "Excuse me, while I go puke." That's why Bigfoot is bald. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, back on he has track. All I... the hair everywhere else on his body. Top of his head. <laughs> he just thought that he couldn't reach. Um, <laughs> the stories that we have with my clients, yes, are quite magnificent. I forgot about that story until just now. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I don't even know. Let's get back on track. Uh, <laughs> Spence, I heard we yeah. had a special guest coming today. You know what? We do have a special guest today. He's all the way from, was it Mid Midgard? No, it's not Midgard. Midgard it's, Mordor? Um, I don't know. Mordor? Yeah, I'll say Mordor. So yeah. Mordor. He's all the way from Mordor. It's our special guest, Schmeagle. Schmeagle. Yeah, Schmeagle, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm quite lovely. Uh, your voice—you got a little little horse in your voice today. See? I didn't hear you. Did you say try to say golem? <laughs> the microphone didn't pick it up. You're ruining it. Golem. Oh yes. So speaking on the different spectrums podcast. Here those city jokes. <laughs> <laughs> These are—they're not jokes. They're life experiences, Smeagol. Yes, put some respect on it. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, okay, people, let's get back to the show. Uh, wow, Smeagol's wow, done for. Guest just ran away. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Spence, uh, introduce what the hell we just watched, what movie it yes. is, what the hell is Lord of the Rings, whatever you want to do. The pick catches up. Yes. So, um, in the scene, uh, we're watching Gollum, who is a, um, who was a, he was a hobbit at one yep. point in his life. He was a hobbit, right? Um, but one day found the ring. The <laughs> Um, he found his precious, and so while he was just fishing, I believe, and then um, yeah. uh, his, him and his brother fought for it, and then he just beat his brother to death with a rock. Very Cain and Abel shit right there. It's um, intense. Yeah, very intense scene. And then um, I'm assuming from there, because I don't think they go into it much till. I, I can't remember the other like storyline of for it or original story. Yeah, so story. they go into it a little bit in Hobbit, where he's like just locked in these caves and all that stuff, and then how right. uh, Bilbo Baggins ends up finding him there, right in these caves, yeah. and then you know, so they, they they talk about that a smidge. Um, yeah, but yeah, just really messed up. The ring just completely polluted and corro- uh, and corroded his mind, everything. Yes, and so he goes into like just hiding and making sure that nobody can take his precious. Um, 
and so then he just becomes all deformed um yep. and lives in a cave for all most of his life and so um now you're kind of seeing him being very isolated and um it's just it's you're seeing his personalities kind of clash. So you have the Gollum side and then you have the Schmeagle side. Um, Schmeagel, um, that's more of his Hobbit kind of human yeah. good side, I would say. Good side. Um, while then you have Gollum, who's kind of the murderer um, slash, you know, going to bite your finger off. Uh, Greedy, scared. Y- yeah. He's just every paranoid, schizophrenic, delusional, yeah. all of it. Gollum is the the mind polluted. Yes. And so um, we're seeing him having a conflict with Gollum, Schmeagol having a conflict with Gollum, and how um, he's pretty much telling Gollum that you need to to go. You got to hear, because I'm not going to kill his masters um, uh, just, you know, for the ring and everything. He wants to keep those friendships. because I think those are probably like the two people, that, or at least one of them. At least. Yes, <laughs> one of them has been nice to him um, for the most part, and so that's kind of where um, that scene is. But uh, as a whole, geez, Lord of the Rings. I mean, Lord of the Rings is all about. Um, it's all about Frodo who finds this ring or who's given this ring by Bilbo Baggins, yep. um, who we saw in the, uh, in the past movies, he got the ring from uh, Gollum or Schmeagol, yep. um and then kept it throughout all those years. And then finally uh, Bilbo who understands that the ring is really causing his mind to, you know, rift. And he kind of, he knows that he has to get away from the ring. Um, and so he gives it to Frodo. Um, so he because he knows it's going to be in safekeepings with him he's no he knows he's not evil or anything good like heart. that or use it for bad yeah good heart and so um then gandalf the the gray at this point yes. um finds out that um he has the ring and so he brings it to the elves and they say well we gotta destroy it we gotta destroy this thing right and the only way to destroy it is by going back to the mountains or to the volcano to which it was made from forged and so yep. the, so the whole story was all about them going back to this volcano um, where the ring was forged. And um, yeah, and it's it's all about the journey. It's all about the journey. We meet a lot of great characters like Legolas, one of my favorites, one of the favorite elves, you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Legolas, Legolas, Legolas. Jesus. That was one of the video games. If oh, you okay. play one of the Lord of the Rings video games, you play Legolas, he'd just be hitting that bow okay that makes sense but yeah so um i just be yeah. walking around in schmeagle eating people yeah is schmeagle hungry <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so yeah that's what we're kind of getting into um what do you think about the scene and why'd you pick it uh so real quick, small side quest. Uh, yes. There's a million different scenes to pick in the first trilogy. Uh, obviously, yeah. I think me and Spence, probably not now, but we'll get to, maybe we'll have someone else come in with us. Um, we'll get to maybe some Gandalf stuff and talk about him kind of being a therapist, mentor, 
Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the same dude in Harry Potter, right? Yeah, he was uh, Dumbledore. That is Dumbledore, right? Wait, no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. I'm lying. He was Magneto in the X-Men movies. He's definitely Magneto, ones. but is he not also Dumbledore? He, they look yeah, the same. That's a different guy. That's Those are just two old guy. white dudes. Okay. Old British white guys. There that's... you go. Um, but the one bad guy was definitely Count Dooku, right? That was definitely Count Dooku. Yes, that was Count Dooku. <laughs> okay, thought so. Um, uh, so that'll be awesome to get into some Dumbledore stuff and just kind of like this mentoring therapeutic role that he plays with Frodo and love and trust uh, and the bond. Um, but for this, this scene stuck out and there's a few other Smeagol scenes mm -hmm. that he's got this dual personality, the, the evil and the good, the one that likes the friend and kinship of Frodo, um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's the one that's controlled and polluted by the ring. And so I'm actually surprised he's able to hold off that version of himself for so long. I feel like he would attack. It's interesting that he's playing this long game. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought this was just perfect because this is wonderful metaphor for mental health, negative thoughts, just I mean, your good days, your bad days, like you just waking up in the morning and feeling like shit, like this is perfect. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I, there's a fun, few fun ways to break down a few sentences that Smeagol and Gollum say to each other. Uh, so that's why I picked it. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's kind of grotesque. I know his voice is weird. I know he's kind of ugly looking for those of you on YouTube watching it. But this is like a perfect way for a lot of you that are neurodivergent to say that there's two minds, two voices in my head. One of them mm -hmm. wants this love, kindness, joy, friendship, community. And the other one is paranoid, scared, villainous, vindictive, vengeful, uh, kind of like the poster that is behind Spence now. Um, right. You can see the evilness in it. And I think all of us have that in ourselves. We all have that bit. We're all human. So we all have a lot of those negative attributes. Um, we're all, we're all kind of flawed. Uh, and then there's that also the really, really, really good side that a lot of us have as well. And so how do those two sides talk to each other? I think that's what we're going to talk about today. This duality of personalities, this, this intrusive thoughts. Uh, and so I think that's what we're going to do. Um, so uh, I have not seen Lord of the Rings. And obviously this came out in 2001, 2, and 3. And I just recently watched it in 2023, so we're like 20 years later. Yeah. Picked a great time to start watching them. You're like, you know what? This is it. <laughs> this I is just, it. I just randomly sat down, and I had the HBO Max up, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to watch the extended versions, too. <laughs> <laughs> Feel my clients are like, you watch the extended version, right? It's like, yeah, of course. Not some noob. <laughs> Yeah, who, who only watches the standard versions? Weirdos. Yeah, like I'm on my shit. Twenty years later, um, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast, but I know we were joking mm -hmm. around with Vicky the other day. I mean, I didn't watch this first, uh, the first trilogy of Star, any of Star Wars, until probably 2017, 2018, uh, and then this. Because the client wanted me to watch it because she said it was her favorite thing. So I watched it so that me and her could converse about a bunch of stuff. And with my mm -hmm. neurodivergent OCD ass, I watched it all in like a <laughs> couple days. It was like yeah. one weekend. Just, <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, people it's, have years to kind of look over these movies. You were just like, I'm going to get it done in like three days. Three days. Got it. Yeah. I mean, hell, the other day I watched all of all three Hobbits in one day. One day. Extended versions. Of course. Of course. All the extended. All the extended versions. I remember Spencer was like, yo, bro, there's this thing on, you know, Star Wars called the Clone Wars. You should check that out. One week and it was done. Yeah. Like, you know what? I did. Yeah, I it's like, loved it. It's like forty episodes in some of these seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, and a lot of them are kind of dry, and they're very dry. Hey, just like my love light. Okay, let's get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, Spence, I know you got a few questions for me. What, what you thinking about over there? Yes. <laughs> I do in the Schmeagle voice. Schmeagle. So yeah, Schmeagle's got some questions, huh? Yeah, Schmeagle always has questions. <laughs> like, where's my ring? Remember? And he loves fish. the riddles. Remember? Oh, true. I give you three. Yeah. It's like, what's in my pocket? I don't know what fuck's in your pocket. <laughs> it's like, son of a bitch. It's like, I got your ring, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Uh, as we're talking about metaphors uh, for intrusive thoughts or uh, dual personalities, uh, how do you work with a client who is having to this? <laughs> it just makes me feel not good. I just, I just feel feel dirty <laughs> in a bad way, not in a good way. <laughs> like that? <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> Please do this with your partner, Spence. Um, oh, you know I will. <laughs> I know you will. She goes, oh, my God, you're a part of poor soul. Uh, so, like, how do I work with those clients? It's it's a thing. Uh, as I said earlier, that's why I want to do the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say it's a thing with me and you in our day-to-day lives. It's And it doesn't have to be intrusive thoughts either. It could be just you questioning, is your leg healthy enough to walk on? Do I want to do an extra rep? Do I want to pump fake here? Right? There's that. The anxiety, that duality. Uh, do I should I go straight or should I take a right here? Mm-hmm. But more intensely, when you get to work with people that are in therapy, it's usually around something that's life altering, such as severe, persistent anxiety uh, and and or depression. So, yes, me. Mm-hmm. That finds this ring, and then he gets lost, and he right he gets deformed, and he's eating raw fish, and no friends. Loses his voice, doesn't talk to anyone for hundreds of years. It sounds like depression to me. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's like it's not going to deform you, but it will morbidly change all your relationships with people. It will change the relationship with yourself. It will most likely will change your eating habits, your self care. I mean, hopefully, your face doesn't get deformed. But like, I mean, if you don't take a shower, I mean, I. I mean, let's be honest. If you're in a cave. Like most of your life, you're gonna be fucked up. It's like, gonna change. It's just, it's just a fact. Somehow he went through evolution, like just like in one life cycle. Um, True. <laughs> like all these bones are gonna be like longer somehow, and his hands are huger. Yeah. Know. Somehow. I don't know how that um. And I think if you look at some of his symptomology, it, it it mimics a lot of what my clients go through. I've got clients that can't force themselves to brush their teeth because it's too much work, um, and I'm like. Yeah, I haven't brushed my teeth in like a week. 
I'm like, you didn't brush them today? Like, nope. I'm like, I'm glad I'm sitting far from you. <laughs> Just, how are you today? <laughs> um, I mean, not to be disrespectful, but, you know, I've had clients come in that are extremely depressed. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that they haven't cleaned themselves or showered. And it's it's yeah. pretty bad. This isn't like a little B.O. because they worked out. This is like everything is right. They look like they just got done coming out of Walking Dead scene. Yeah, you know they've been they've been walking for a while in the woods in Atlanta. Um, and it's well, it's Walking Dead. It's all in Atlanta, uh, of course. Um, it's just weird, man. And I thought he was a good representation of that. So when one is depressed, mm-hmm. you got. As as Gollum said in there, he said, "Need me? I I kept you alive. I'm the reason why we're here today, Gollum." And then he says his name, and Smeagol's like, "What? I don't need you." The depression will make it seem like that's the best choice. That's the only option. The suicidal, intrusive thoughts make it seem like it's the only option. This is why you're even surviving now. These intrusive thoughts about being paranoid about others. Anxieties, fears, all these severe mental health, delusional thoughts, neuroticisms, they sound like Schmeagel, and I have clients to do that. Uh, to some extent, I've done some of those things. I keep a lot of people away. That way I can focus on my family and my de- degree and my career. Uh, but Gollum does that on a whole nother level. Yeah, that's so, like, he's obsessive more obsessive. than anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could say, parent, obviously, like paranoid, schizophrenic. Um, but towards an object, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Don't get me wrong. I know where you're going from from here. Like, I know you're trying to connect the two. But at the same time, it's just like, this motherfucker was just in a cave holding a ring being like, I just this, need this. I don't need anything it. else. I got it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I probably don't have clients that do that, that obsess over just one object. I've got clients that obsess over many objects. So if we're going mm-hmm. over OCD, got many clients that have that. And if they have certain types of OCD, we're talking like paranoia for germs and stuff. It's a thing. I mean, I've got students that have walked past, you know, they'll see like a mouse on the ground and they will freak the fuck out. They will like legit burn their clothes. Uh, They will have to go home and dump all their clothes in the trash, wash themselves, clean all their sheets. I'm like, you ain't even been on your sheets. Why you got to clean your sheets? Like you just walk in the house. Um, I've had clients where they've seen like a, a bird like fly by them, got to change. I've got clients that inside clothes versus outside clothes. I've seen clients where they've hurt themselves. They've done some self-harm because someone has sat in their chair. And, you know, it's 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 their outside clothes that is now sitting on their, their clean chair or their clean bed in their dorm. Um, and, right, they'll scratch into their arms, trying their best not to snap on that person. And I've had people tell me, like, in their head, they're just rocking and freaking out like Smeagol and talking to themselves. I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. And I'm like, kid, you don't need to die over this. Like, you're going to be fine. But some of my neurodivergent clients, man, that OCD can ramp up and it can lead into some really delusional thinking. Uh, So it's, it's common. It's more common, this stuff, than what people think. Um, if we're looking at intrusive thoughts, I always like to let people know intrusive thoughts are not just suicide and self-harm. It could be, you know, something funny. Uh, you have the ADHD mind and like funny stuff's pop in there. 
It could maybe be, you know, suicide, self-harm, unwanted sexual thoughts, uh, things of like religious stuff. I mean, it could just be cleanliness. It could be a many different things. It could be that everyone in the room hates me. It could be like me, that Tide Pod looks really good. I want to eat that. Uh, I, always with me, with those cigarette lighters that used to be in the car, you would push them in. I'm always like, I want to touch it. And then, of course, one day I did. That's why I no longer have fingerprints on this one finger. So, nice. yeah, intrusive thoughts one, now, now zero. <laughs> um, so at times, Gollum has gotten the best of me. Uh, and I think that we're, I guess we'll get into that in a second. I think it, it's just much more common. This scene is really morbid. But it's much more common than people think, and it's almost in all your daily activities. For those of you that have seen Good Omens, you got that devil and 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 the angel sitting on your shoulder. I think that was also in a baseball movie too, wasn't it? It's been in everything. <laughs> it was so a bunch. Many, of, it like, was a bunch of different things. Yeah, they do a lot of the like heaven versus hell shit. Yin and yang, right? It's this and that. Um, all right. What I like to tell clients. Side quest. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, what voices do you hear? You know, I hear Jesus saying I'm the one. Oh, okay, well, we're going to go to the hospital now. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I've not had anyone say that. Uh, I've had some people be schizophrenic in my office uh, and on medication, they're completely fine. When they got off of it, completely terrible. Specifically, it was the meth, not just being off their medication. The meth really hurt. Yeah. Not even joking. It. Yeah, it was was scary. Um, But when we're looking at this, um, these uh, intrusive thoughts got kind of where I was going with this. The intrusive thoughts, it's it's interesting how you can also have good ones. Uh, And like how we're just talking about Arnold, you can have good ones, you can have bad ones, you can have funny ones. It's a bunch of random stuff. But with training your mind to like see them and just allowing them to come and go becomes easier to manage them with better mental health. So it's less depression becomes easier to manage them, uh, right? Because when you're depressed, it's really hard. All you hear is that one negative voice. So Mm -hmm. here we go. Back on track is what voice do you hear? So I picture it as draw a little stick figure in your mind or like a human. There's Mm -hmm. a human in your mind and you got this voice that's like a wavelength and this is a bunch of little squigglies and then it gets bigger as it get closest to your ear. So it's like picture just being one really loud earbud or wavelength. And then the other one, right? It's like on a decibel on your iPhone or whatever the hell you got. It's like at 30% where the negative one is at like 90%. You're probably mm-hmm. not going to hear any of the good shit that's going in there, right? The depression and, and the anxiety is taking control. Right. So imagine like that. One earbud is louder. The other one is still playing. It's just very soft. And how do I work with clients is how do we get them to listen to that soft one? So the theory is for most people is we shit all over the bad thoughts. That's stupid. That's dumb. I would never fucking do that. Uh, 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 I just want to destroy that part of myself. Uh, I've had clients come into me that, you know, I don't want to be like, here's one case. I don't want to be like the people that raised me. Hmm. I don't want to be like the um, this abusive person that raised me, this violent, I'm going to swear again, piece of shit that hurt hmm. my mom, that hurt me, that, right? That hurt, and I fear is going to hurt my siblings. 
I said, okay. I've had this with many clients, all genders. Um, I'm like, why do you even think that you're like them? Because I got angry and I got into like a really bad argument and I can feel it, the anger, the frustration. And then if I get frustrated, I'm like, pops. Or I'm like, moms, I'm going to lash out and hurt someone. So have you ever hurt anyone? No. So you're just randomly going to start fucking hurting people? No. Are you also drinking a lot? No. So you're already not like pops. But besides that, besides that, mm-hmm. do you think your father actually really cares or your, 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 your loved one, whoever is doing the thing, do you think they actually care or think about being bad? What are you talking about? I said, you're in my office scared to death that you're going to become like the person that abused you. Scared to death. That already shows that you're, you're better than what your father or your parent has ever been. You don't want to hurt anyone. And you're so terrified that you're sitting in my office to work on your anger. I'm here to tell you, I don't think you have that much anger. It's just mostly anxiety um, and some trauma that we need to work through. Do you blow up on people? Of course. And that's when I go into my, if you think you're a piece of shit, you have no idea who's sitting in front of you. Mm. And you think that other people that I love truly, just because they've been angry or violent, that they're bad people. These small things don't make you a bad person. But a lifetime of it, like some people's family members, a lifetime of them, that might make you a bad person. So we talk about this. And then the humans, they start getting relaxed. He's like, oh, shit, maybe I'm not terrible. Maybe I'm not destined to be this piece of shit that's abusive, mentally, physically, emotionally, sometimes worse. Um, And you can see people just start to relax. And so that voice, that really shitty voice, Spence, it just starts to fade and fade and fade. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's going to lead us into our next few questions. Um, is how do we empower the louder voice to say that you're okay? I had a client the other day. They said something. They said something. Quick. Quick, quick, quick. They said, I'm smart. Right, they said that they're smart, and so they said it quick. Mm-hmm. It wasn't towards school. I said, "Hey, shit, let's stop." See what? Hey, stop right there. You said you're smart, huh? I think your therapy's done. You've been cured. What the fuck you talking? About? I said, "Well, you said you're smart, and you for when we first met, you said you're the biggest idiot in the school, and now you're smart." I said, "We're good." Well, no, no, you don't understand. I'm not smart at all these other <laughs> things. I said, "No, nah, I don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> you know, you said it. <laughs> it's done. I collect my money. We're good." Yeah, get out. That's a full hour. Been there ten minutes. Yeah, that's. A, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna go ahead and round up. <laughs> Sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was hilarious. I forced them to sit in that for a few minutes while joking, because mm-hmm. they can say something very positive about themselves. Shortly after that, they were emotionally destroyed because a lot of stuff came up. And then I, you know, I picked them back up after they fell down emotionally. Um, But it's funny whenever someone says something good, I always like awkwardly pause everything. I don't give a shit what's going on. I don't care if you're in the middle of the worst story in the world, the best story in the world. I'm going to stop you and point it out Mm. because it's a powerful moment that that voice in you is still there. The Schmeagel is still alive. All right. Long winded. But I was excited to talk about this yeah. because every person on this podcast will have two different voices telling them they suck and that they're awesome at the same time. 
Which one do you listen to? And as my clients know, side quest, this client sent me an email the other day this weekend. I ain't seen them in a while. It's summer break. And they said, I've been thinking about you a lot lately. And I was like, oh, shit, that's not good. That means that things are going bad. And they, and they said, no, I wanted to thank you because a lot of stuff that we worked on has been good. I'm still on medication. You know, some other things that are still sus, but I'm still with my partner and everything's awesome. And, you know, I'm doing better. Uh, I'm doing better. I just wanted to let you know. Thank you. And I said, okay. I sent him a very nice email. Asked some questions. This fucker never responds to emails. Um, they'll send me a book. I'll send them like two lines. Nothing. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, and they they can hear my voice sometimes I'll say it too I said listen listen to me if you can see my fat head rolling around in your brain somewhere <laughs> man, look at if you counting sheep and my fat head just jumps across that fence scary it's a scary <laughs> thought yeah. it probably sounds like the, the rams from uh, Thor Love and Thunder yes. <laughs> Most annoying part of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of annoying. Um, yeah. But people do hear the voice, and I, I do my best to, to push them to do that. Um, I also technically stole that from me hearing my father's voice all the time and my mother's voice and thinking about what they would do in certain situations and being like, yeah, let's do this. Or, no, let's not do that. Uh, but I also stole it from a movie. I was in This Is Us. I recorded this scene probably in 2017, and I showed a bunch of people. I remember I showed one specific individual um, because I wanted them to make better choices. So I recorded it on whatever bootleg software I had at the time uh, and we watched it. Yes. All right. What else you got for us, Smeagol? Uh, is it normal for the bad thoughts or the columns to win? <laughs> Uh, yes, Schmeagel. Um As you know, when your altar takes over, uh, sometimes you're powerless. Uh, sometimes it consumes you, overwhelms you, depending on your mood, what you ate, hydration, loved ones, what some negative asshole said to you at work. Um, you can get really down and really sad, and then you can start to believe that Gollum was right. Gollum was right. Everyone is trying to hurt us, and they're trying to... They stole Precious. They stole it from us. So now we must murder them. Uh, please do not hurt anyone. Murder. Happens. Uh, so why, why Schmeagol, you ask this, is very accurate. Um, and I think people should know that you shouldn't get sad when depressive thoughts and intrusive thoughts come in. Don't get scared that they come in. It's something that's going to happen. If it happens, you'll deal with it. Well, I'm scared that it's going to happen again. You'll deal with it if it happens again. Stop having panic attacks about panicking. Stop having these anxiety attacks about having a future anxiety attack or, or having these. In I remember working with a client. This is intense, people. So this is a trigger warning. If you don't feel like hearing uh, suicidality, then shut it off for like the next few minutes. I remember I had a client, uh, intense intrusive thoughts, intense, intense. We're talking like visuals, like them watching, feeling themselves or visualizing themselves walking up this flight of stairs. 
and then jumping um, off like the building or they're just doing their thing at work and then visualizing themselves shooting themselves. Um, we're talking like some horrible intrusive thoughts and person had depression, a little bit of anxiety, most likely neurodivergent, but they actually had a good amount of bipolar disorder coursing through them, didn't want to do medication, which is completely fine. It's everyone's choice. They were managing. As long as they had a good amount of sleep, social support, no drugs or alcohol, they were pretty good. Um, and when things would go sideways, they would email me. Then we'd start working, putting in some boundaries, start getting people respect them, get, going back to sleep, exercising. Shit would get better. They would regulate. Mm -hmm. But I said, homie, you're never going to do any of these things. Right? We talked about it. They're never going to do any of them. And I, I, we said, if they come, allow them to go. If they come, don't be freaked out. Be like, oh, interesting. That's really fucked up. Not going to do it. Hmm. That actually helped. That legitimately helps. Just saying that when you see it, it's not that big of a deal. It does not mean that you want to hurt yourself. It does not mean that you're depressed or you've been triggered. Sometimes they'll just come. I was personally, I was walking through Walmart a couple months ago. Oh, I'm looking at the Doritos and then this and that. I said, oh, bleach. I said, oh, I could drink that bleach. I'm like, why the fuck would I drink the bleach? Literally, I thought that to myself. <laughs> I'm like, if anyone else would think that, they'd be like, oh my God, am I, am I depressed? Am I suicidal? I'm like, no, I just randomly thought something really weird. I love how you can just like go through a bleach aisle, be like, I could drink that, and then just kind of keep on walking. Anyone else would be like, like you could see them contemplate, like, what the fuck is happening to me? You're, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, then maybe that's the golem in me. Well, who knows? Uh, Hope to God that I never fall prey to actually following through with some of these intrusive thoughts. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. You have a hard time enough with like grainy substances yeah. that you may drink. So I yeah. think bleach would be like, no. No, the texture. Me. I'm a texture guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't taste like Powerade. My poison. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it like the last of us, just a whole bunch of opiates and some wine. Um, mm, it's a good year. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good. What year is this? Oh, this is Pfizer 2025. Oh um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry to joke about some of these, right? Because obviously, suicide is like this is bad, funny, but still, it is funny. It's bad, but it's funny. Yeah, intrusive um, thoughts. It is a thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, like you said, it's super weird of me, but I know that it's something that just happens, and I have intrusive thoughts about a lot of stuff. Um, It'll be accidents, fires, me dropping something. Sometimes uh, a lot of neurodivergent people will get deja vu or they'll have mm -hmm. in, intense nightmares, uh, which I have as well at times. Um, I never know why, just sometimes they pop up. Uh, so these don't, don't be too scared. The, they do happen. That does not mean that uh, it doesn't really mean anything. And sometimes it does mean a lot. What I mean, sometimes it's life is going awry. And if you start to get more intrusive thoughts, then we need to start fixing some things. And all the things I just talked about, and you need to start identifying, are you being overwhelmed and why? Are you sleeping, drinking enough water, cutting out the drugs and alcohol, cutting out toxic people? There's ways to like manage some of these symptoms. Or it could be like me and you're just cruising through Walmart and then you just think something stupid because sometimes you're just an idiot and you chalk it up as that. Uh, with the tide or the, the bleach <laughs> would the tide bleach be better or yeah. <laughs> this guy this guy bleach in the tide 
Oh, <laughs> combo meal because you know I'm all about like uh, you know most bang for your buck. Can clean your uh, insides while you're gasping for air. There you go. Um, but it happens. It so often happens, and I think it could be very damaging if people think that they are bat stuff crazy if they have an intrusive mm-hmm. thought. Right. It happens. Write it down. Look at your triggers. Identify what's going on. Start to systematically make things a little bit better. Seek consultation. Maybe do some journaling. There's a bunch of different ways that you can start itemizing this stuff and making life better. Because sometimes the intrusive thoughts will win. It happens. As long as you can get away from it being completely scared and deregulating, should be good. What else you got, Smeagol? So actually, I'm gonna. Spencer is actually going to ask this question. Mm. Come on, Smeagol, it's calm down. All right. No, it's all right. It's all right. Um, Little bugger. Having a moment. Um, do you see people who are scared of their intrusive thoughts? Um, and we ask this because we see a lot of the time that when we look at social media and things like that, intrusive thoughts. It's usually like a ha ha funny thing like i almost did this or whatever right moving on with my day um but do you see people that are more scared of their intrusive thoughts rather than just being like a humor thing oh yeah um i kind of already touched on it with a couple case studies that i talked about people are scared about the intrusive thoughts and they start to deregulate and they think that there's actually something even more wrong than what there is talked about some people worrying about becoming horrible people in their lives or that they'll Mm -hmm. abuse other people do other things it can be very deregulating. Uh, so sometimes the weird stuff wins. Sometimes you don't win every battle. Some days you wake up, you feel like shit. You look in the mirror and you're like, well, I'm a fat piece of shit and I don't deserve any love. Uh, and then two days later, you'd be like, you know, I'm kind of digging this outfit. I feel pretty good today. Like, this is, this is I got the lumps in the right areas and my dun dun ain't just dropping and I'm popping and I'm locking. Right, I'm gonna have some. Would it? Would it? I'm a. I'm a having a baby or putting a baby somewhere. There's a baby somewhere. Wow. I know. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a whole lot of intrusive thoughts. Um, so many. <laughs> so many. Some days you feel really good. Some days you feel really shitty, and that's completely normal. Now, if you see a bunch of days where you feel really shitty, and a bunch of days are starting to win, gone starting to win, that, it makes sense to be scared now. Now it makes sense to be scared. Right. Um, if you are starting to get scared and worried, instead of just doing the self-help things that we were talking about, that's when you need to reach out to someone because you do not want to be just trapped in your mind with that, that, that hot mess. So it is normal to be scared. And if you're feeling anxiety or panic attacks or like legit phobias, fear, if you're starting to feel like Schmeagle, then, then we need to reach out to someone. Uh, because it's too much now. Now, now, now it's out of your hands. Now you need a professional. So if you want to talk to your parents, family members, siblings, really good friends, you want to text the helpline numbers. If you want to talk to mental health resources in your community, you want to sign up for better help, whatever, you just need to talk to someone because now mm-hmm. the fear is in, impacting your day-to-day functioning. Because um, not everyone is as good as Schmigo in this scene. Mm-hmm. And telling Gom to go f himself. You know what? I don't need you, and, and as a matter of fact, I hate you. 
and you need to go away. What? You need to go. And then he says it a few more times and poof, he vanishes. And then he's so happy. And he's dancing and he's spinning around. Those are the good days. Those are the days that you have energy in you and you feel good. You feel primed. You feel ready. Accomplished. Um, I got some clients that like to, the psychopaths, these clients, they like to start their days out with an exercise. Uh, like they'll go for mm-hmm. a run in the morning, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I'm like, Jesus. Fucking, what's this? Christian Bale, an American psycho. <laughs> he wakes up. Does his whole routine and everything like that. This is all his workouts. And he's like, I have a facial, a facial gel that I use to peel. And then you see him just like <laughs> peeling away his face. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, besides that. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for American Psycho coming to you. Yeah, coming to you, you know. Um but a lot of people like to start their days off with the exercise because they feel accomplished. I mean, it can break, be broken down even smaller than that. Maybe it's just your daily routine of getting your coffee, taking a shower. Maybe it's listening to some music. I have some clients that like to journal. I have quite a few of my clients at my old school and at this school that are more religious. So they like mm-hmm. to read a little bit out of their Bible in the morning before they start their day. Awesome. Whatever makes you feel like you're getting on track, do it. Um, these are the things that can give you some wins. Sometimes we just need some small wins. Maybe I just need you to do something real, a small, small, small assignment, build up some small wins, build up some positivity. Now you've got the good voices going, right? Now you feel like eating better because you feel better during the day because you realize you're not a piece of shit. And then you're like, all right, this isn't a bad day. When you go to lay your head down at night, I was a success today. A lot of clients, uh, a lot of clients will just give up on the day because, like, it'll start a little shady. I'm like, you gave up on the whole day just because you had a bad morning, you spilled your coffee, or, or, or you woke up 15 minutes late, so you're gonna ruin the rest of the day. Nothing good can happen to you. So you mean today is a bad day? But you've sat here and you've laughed with me, had a great time. We've talked about some therapy. We pumped you up. So today is still a shit day. I look at my watch. It's only 10:30. There's still a whole lot of day left. So tell me how this intrusive thought is valid. It's not valid. It's actually quite delusional. Um, So that's where we go with some of these things. Is looking at, is your thought rational? Is it based in ration? Rationality? Is it it based in logic? Is it based in this fucking dimension? (laughs) Or not? Uh... Sadly, as we see throughout the series, and Spence, you can talk more about it, but he's dealing with these demons the entire his entire life. Mm-hmm. You think that he's going to be a good person, Schmeagel, and then just a few scenes later, you're like he's like plotting their murders. Uh, and then what's the other dude's name? Is it Sam? Yeah, Sam. Yeah, the, the whole stuff with Sam, and then he tries to get Sam out of the way and kill him, and it's just yeah. So that's why I thought it was another good character, man. Uh, yeah. I, you told me to watch this stuff a long time ago. I'm finally getting to a lot of stuff, and I yeah, landed on Schmeagel. Yeah, you're like Schmeagel. Let's talk about Schmeagel. 
Smeagol, but I'm going to say Schmeagol. Sounds better. Schmeagol. Question for you. Yes. Did you ever... Well, you know the stuff. You know the nerd realm. Did you ever okay. think of, of, of him as like a good metaphor? Or did you ever see the didactic or the this this type of thing being relatable to other humans? Did you ever think that humans would relate to this scene? Because this is a very relatable scene if you think about it like we do on this podcast. I think so. I think so because we all have that one thing that might push us over the edge. Um, and And we see it in tons of different medias right like for say for dexter right for dexter oh yeah right like he's a good one because um you know he's killing bad people right but like at what point do you go like is he doing like is it good for him to kill bad people um or you know does it matter who he kills at all Right. And so we always teeter that line of like what we're okay with and what we're not. And so I think we kind of get that with uh, Gollum because um, we all have that like teetering point of like, do we think like this is right or not? Um, And it's like, how can you really blame him? Like you can blame him, right? You can blame Gollum. You can blame Smeagol for what he's done, obviously, because he murdered his brother in cold blood whatever but at the same time he's also isolated himself so much from everyone and everything um that you can really see that like anybody in that situation would probably be as not as well off as he is is wicked yeah i mean yeah i mean frodo had it just for a little bit and his mind was getting polluted and mean yeah and he was the nicest you could ever see one gets polluted by the ring and so yeah. goes to show you man i think this depression this intrusive thoughts it's, it, it affects everyone and if you latch onto it like he does on that damn ring the precious mm-hmm. if you think that the depression or the anger or violence is the key mm-hmm. well, uh, homie i gotta show you a, a tv trilogy called star wars because that shit but don't that work also out shows us the uh like too much of anything really can be the detriment to you, right? Yeah. Because like me with um, pizza. Man. Sorry. That Domino's. Too much Domino's is evil. It's evil. <laughs> yeah, Must destroy Domino. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that kind of shows. I think that's it's a good indicator for our vices and how um, too much of something that we think is a good thing can always. Uh, turn us into like the worst part of ourselves um i mean even bilbo was going crazy yep. <laughs> when he like when frodo tried to take the ring for, or no when um gandalf tried to take the At ring the from end. Him, he was just like <laughs> oh yeah like, no in the beginning in yeah the yeah, beginning of the yeah I, I was talking about the hobbit so at the end yeah. of the hobbit he's like hey, what you got in there i know you got a ring he's like no i ain't got nothing i gave that away yeah it was kind of like an addiction, really, for him, especially because mm-hmm. he kept on reaching his pocket, being like, "It's there." And feeling there. it, yep. Yeah, it's there. So to safety. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, all just a. <laughs> this is all just a metaphor for, like, drug abuse. That's what drug ab- Tolkien was going y- for. Yeah, drug abuse, addiction, depression, anxiety, delusions. I mean, a lot of stuff can lead you down that path. Real quick, I want to go back to something that you said to give more clarification. Um, mm-hmm. When we're talking about Dexter, the good person yeah. always, his voice was his father. His father yeah. was always telling him to do right, and this is what you should do, and don't hurt people. And yeah. I know if you are going to do this. was the bad guy. 
Correct. So his brother was the bad guy. Plus, you know, he already thought he was a shitty person anyways. But his okay. dad was always that voice of reason. Um, and so that, that, right, that's a good good metaphor too is what's guiding you. Mm-hmm. And think about, yeah. think about something. If the voice or entity or vision that is guiding you in your minds, your day-to-day habits, if it's one that is leading you astray into bad habits, bad routines, bad relationships, what are you getting out of it? Mm-hmm. So it's only bringing you misery. So like this ring, it's only bringing him misery. Well, I can see one of my clients saying, well, it's one of the seven deadly sins. Um, it would be greed and gluttony mm-hmm. with him, right? It just needs more and more and more. It has to be mm-hmm. like uh, the ring all the time. You got to touch it and you got to rub it, right? And you got you to gotta have the powers. If the things that you're doing or the voices that you're listening to or the society or system that you're in, community that you're in, is hurting you, do your best to take a pause, assess, and see if you need to put yourself in a different situation, if you so can, if you're privileged enough to do that. But specifically, if it's polluting your mind, you have the ability to fight that and stop that. And I know we're talking about metaphors and movies and Disney or uh, Dexter and how there's stuff in Disney. There's a bunch of different stuff. This is real life issues, real life stuff. You can stop some of these intrusive thoughts. Try not to get overstimulated. Don't be super scared. Know that it happens to everyone. Relax your mind and then start working your way out of that hole. Start working your way out of that situation. Maybe it'll take a couple months. Maybe it'll take a lifetime. Will it be worth it? That's up to you. That's up to you. I I got clients that I can change their lives in a couple sessions. I got some that it takes me a couple years. And, and, you know, maybe they went from wanting to die at a level of 10 and then I get them to like a 7. That's a lot better. Maybe I get them from a 7, you know, after more sessions down to a 5. One of my boys told me, he's like, I'm good, Nas. I said, you is? He said, I'm good. I said, well, how much time do you think you got on the clock now when you, when you, now that you graduated? He said, there's no clock anymore. As long as I continue to do what you said, to meet people, to have fun, to experience life, I'm going to be good. I said, my dog. And I said, just in case you start to get shitty, though. So then we went through the steps. If you start to get depressed for over three three to four weeks, if you start to have intrusive thoughts and suicidality, if you start to recluse, if you start to go on these long fucking walks at night, you know, and and, and contemplating things you shouldn't be contemplating, if you start like, you know, looking at traffic, now we know we need to talk to someone. That's not going to happen again. So you don't have that mindset. It's not going to happen again. That's the part of like addiction therapy. Relapse. Plan for it. So that way, when you fall, because we all will, you know that it's okay and you can pick your ass back up and we can get to moving. Okay, I get it. So we write it all down. We take a picture of it. And I said, this is the plan when things go bad. Because if you prepare for it, you won't be scared. And I'm not telling you to have anxiety about everything. I'm telling you about make specific modifications to things. Know what your threshold is for your mental health and the golems in your voice. I'm not telling you to kill the golem in your head. I'm telling you to put a muzzle on him. Let the other one talk for once. It's a good metaphor. Uh, 
think that's just a good one too. I think there's a bunch of different ones out there, man, that, that you can look. Long story short, technically it takes over him because the ring is so powerful and he ends up dying in the vat of lava in the mountain. So. <laughs> But at least he got some. I know. Like, oh. <laughs> at least he got some chicken fingers before he died. Yeah, chicken fingers. Mm. He was so happy. I love when he's happy. He's just dancing and having fun. Yeah, he was real happy when he was diving into the lava. <laughs> I'm reaching to the sky, people. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, unless you got anything else for me, boss, I think I I hit this good enough. It doesn't have to be a super long pod today. I just thought this yeah. was a this is old school. This is an old school pod. Very good visual. Very good metaphor. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, with that, uh, thank you everybody for joining us for our pod today, talking about uh, Gollum and Schmeagle, uh, and Lord of the Rings, nerding out. Shout out to our special guest today for making a, an appearance. Whoa! <laughs> so happy to talk about mental health. Oh, good. Are you still depressed, Meagle? I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> How are you talking right now? It's the voices in your head. Oh, well, that's nice. Oh. He lives within all of us. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Like we said at the beginning, please go to Bub's Naturals and Cure Hydration and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order for both of those companies. We'd really appreciate it. Um, go and check out our merch. We have a ton of different things on there. Um, Mental Health University, one of my faves. One of my yep. faves. Mental yes. health stuff, a bunch of neurodivergent stuff, hats, backpacks, yes. shirts, hoodies, whatever and you want. LGBTQ community stuff. So yeah. Pride Month. Have Pride Month, trans. We got a bunch of stuff. There you go. Um, and then also go check out our self-help resources as in the link tree. Um, all different types of things that you can do. Quizzes, coloring things, all the fun stuff. It's all the goods. Uh, Yes, and if you do use it, please tip because Nas took a lot of time and effort to make those lists and resources. Yeah. So I even had so. interns help me out with that. It took a long time. There you go. See, look at that. <laughs> pay them and pay us for them. Yeah, pay us. It, it's called trickle down economics. Yeah, we'll give them something, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah thank you folks I'm Spencer that's Nas this is the Different Spectrums Podcast bye much love everyone peace take care of yourself or don't (laughs) it's up to you